he broke up with her, it was a very like hard like hard breakup because one, it's like he tried. That's not nothing. I think we can both agree is that you tried everything. Like, yeah, you went out of your way to buy her those flowers that the, that 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 girl wanted. You know, you bought you know whatever. You know, you kind of spoiled her. Yeah. And maybe she wasn't appreciative, and just just so many things, so yeah. many things. So, I'm I'm gonna explain to you guys why breakups is like it's so hard to get over. So you have to understand it from a more psychological like aspect. You know, in psychology, you learn something about a chemical in your brain called uh, dopamine. Now, how do you uh, achieve dopamine? It's by like it's pretty much like a, a feeling a, a good feeling chemical. So when you have sex, when you laugh, when you have a great time, pretty much anything that requires you to be in a exciting and happy mood or mode, you you get a bunch of dopamine, and then that dopamine goes to your uh, neuron receptors, which create your brain saying, "Hey, I'm happy." So you have all these dopamine going into your neuron receptors in your brain and it's a lot more than when you were single so when you become single you're not pumping as much dopamine that's why when people are in drugs like when people do meth or heroin or whatever they get an they get a they get a overload shot of dopamine and then which makes them happy so when they stop using it they're just like in a slump they're like uh they have like a they have they have like a bad crash. So basically, when you break up with somebody, you basically have a bad crash because you were kind of, in a way, addicted to them. Because yeah. you were because when you were with them, you were hanging out with them, um, and literally they were part of your routine. Whether yeah. you got up, you text them, uh, when you got up and you went out with them every single day, like you said, you were probably with them six times a week. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden, bam, all that's gone. gone. Yeah. So that just means how much dopamine is missing from your body. And that's why it's so difficult is because now that's not getting fueled. Um, the neuron receptors are not being fueled by dopamine. That, therefore, you basically become sad, depressed. Yeah. You don't eat. Correct. And that's basically, and then we also have to understand that with drugs, it's the same thing. When you start doing drugs, you don't really eat because you're so, because I remember, because me personally, like uh, I used to do coke back in the day and I never ate because it's just, I took a hit. Boom, let's go. I'm ready. I don't need food. I don't need drinks. I'm good. Eventually, I ended up seeing myself getting too addicted to it. I stopped and I was like, all right, okay, I'm done. I'm not using this anymore. I'm going to figure out how to make myself happy and how to put myself at a high stance or a high elite level so then I don't like I don't need drugs. Yeah. And that is what ultimately I want you guys, all of you guys, the faithful family listening, is that you guys need to learn how to receive dopamine um, without a loved one. So how do we do that? It's very, very simple. Um, one thing you need to do is definitely go back to the hobbies you did before you were together. So what are some of the hobbies that you really started enhancing and really started focusing after your breakup? Like what were some hobbies that you did? I was always into fitness but I never really got serious into it. So I would say maintaining like a clean, you know, like a clean, healthy body was like one of my main goals always, but I was always kind of in relation, in and out of relationships. So I could never really focus on that. 
that's one of them. Incorporating more like, you know, sport workouts, whether it's like playing baseball or, you know, just doing other things that I didn't want, like I never had the time to do. Um, focus more on my school, on myself. Pretty much staying busy. Uh, yeah, trying to keep my mind off out of the whole like relationship like disaster that happened. Happened. Yeah, pretty, pretty much that. Yeah. So that so pretty much he he said what basically needed to be said. It's like you kind of have to keep yourself busy. Yeah. And that's really the key because the minute that and we've all been there where you're giving you're like you're given a thirty minute window to wait on something or something just not happening in thirty minutes and all these thoughts are just Correct, flowing. Yes. Which is understandable, but again, the more you fill your brain with this dopamine chemical by, you know, um, hanging out with people, you know, enjoying your time, um, you know, going back to sports, like, like sports is actually one of the, uh, one of the things that help a lot as far as like, you know, recovery, like sports and fitness for some reason, but it's just cause a lot of, it's just a lot of dopamine is being rushed. Yeah. I do apologize if you guys do hear a little thump noise. I'm actually recording this in my living room, and my fridge is basically shooting ice. So it just shoots out in a little like knock noise. But I do apologize. So, um, so one thing that for sure I want everybody to do is that when I say go back to the hobbies that you did before you got into a relationship, one thing that you shouldn't do for sure is drink. Or do drugs in general. Don't do that stuff. And the reason why I say that is because that is not a great defense mechanism. Because um, all you're doing is postponing it. Right. So it's like you're drinking, but then when you crash, when you're when you're done drinking, when you're done doing drugs, what happens? The problems are still there. Right. You didn't face it head on. And that's why a lot of people... And trust me, I've been in those shoes. And... Um, one thing that I want you guys to also understand is that I've again I've also been in that situation where you know I've gotten I've gotten into a relationship, broken up, and then uh, I just kind of um, I went into like a drinking phase, and what ended up happening after I started like drinking, I ended up like getting a DUI. <laughs> I got a DUI, cost me ten thousand dollars. I'm still paying for it now through my insurance basically because now my insurance went from 126 and it jumped up to 371 so believe me when i say please don't be drinking because that's what i did i remember pounding pounding shots of jameson and then boom i got caught up and that's for a different story but i'm just saying this is why i tell you guys please don't drink after a relationship it really just creates more of a mess um so th you know that's that's another thing so another thing that i want you guys to understand when it comes to a breakup as well is how to actually prevent yourself from getting hurt so like i said one of them was obviously kind of doing your own thing go back to your hobbies uh get into the the mode of like uh you know just being yourself again but another one is you know erasing all contact from social media so just like how you said Oh, I, I deleted her number right away, and then, but then you said three, three days later, you ended up reinstating her number in your phone. You kind of got the, the number back because you're like, you pretty much unblocked it. Yeah. Now, that's not a smart move, obviously. I mean, I'm pretty sure we all know that. But um, uh, one thing that for sure is like, all you're doing is just setting up yourself for failure. Correct. Yes. And if you want to, if you want to be in a relationship or if you, sorry, if you want to get over the relationship quick, 
you can't have reminders. Right. Correct. Which kind of leads to my next thing is that you're going to do one, one of two things. One of them is like you're going to let your body respond to however it wants to. You know, it's like you pretty much delete them off social media. You know, if, if you're hurt, just go with the feelings. If you want to cry, if you want to yell, whatever, let your body do what your body does. And that's important because you just have to do what the, what the body does. You know, don't, don't be trying to tough it out and say, you know, screw this, I'm not hurt. That just, that just indicates that you're really, really hurt. Yeah. And that's the sad part about it. Um, and like I said before, you know, dispose everything that belongs to your ex. Like you don't want to be having that sweater or having that like necklace. And I've seen it. People use that as like a dumb way to go back to their partner just to see. I'm like, hey, you forgot your shoelace at my house. Like, come pick it up. Yeah. And then just forget about it and just delete it and just like just move on. And the one of the very important things you should do, and I'm not sure if you, I mean, I'm pretty sure I helped you out with this, but surrounding yourself with educated people. Now, I was very firm with the choice of words I had, was surround yourself with educated people. Don't just surround yourself with just people. Because a lot of people who want to help you out or want to give you advice, tell me why they're single or they're, they, they themselves have bad relationships. Like You want to be, be hanging out with people who actually have the knowledge to help you. Because most people or most of your, like, and this happens a lot with females. So females, I'm going to call you out right now. A lot of you females out there, regardless of like whatever the guy does, whether it's right or wrong, the homegirl is always going to have your back. He could be a saint and then she messes up. The homegirl will always be mad at the guy. Like, oh, well, if you would have done this, she wouldn't have done that. Right. And yes. women, I'm sorry, but you guys are just dumb for that. Please and please don't do that. Like, be around educated people. If you're really talking to people who are single, why would you ask advice from a single person right. about relationships? It doesn't make any sense. Are they knowledgeable? Probably, but that's really not the right person. You want to be with somebody who has been in long-term relationships. And that's why, like, for me personally, when I'm, when, when I'm out and about and then if I see, like, an older couple, I find out that they've been together for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I met a guy that he's, he was with his wife for 60 years. And I asked him, like, yo, what's your secret, like? What what is your secret? He just says, he just told me, make sure that she never goes to bed upset. I know there was a lot more to that, but there was a lot more, but that was one of the things that stood out to me. So please be with people who are educated, who have knowledge, and that are definitely not younger than you, because people who are young, they're just dumb. So um, you know, talk to your parents, you know, um, talk to older people. You know, um, or talk to somebody who has been in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Like all my advice, I've gotten them from like my parents. My parents have been together for like 15, 18 years now. And then some of my friends have been together for 10 years, five years, six years. I still take advice from them. Are they experts? No. But I see what's common between all of them. And it really does help. All right. So... And the last thing that I want people to know and how to recover from a breakup is um, understand what you are worth. And I think that's one big thing that you had. And, and it low-key pissed me off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, I've known you for seven years. Seven, seven long, painful years. <laughs> Great years. <laughs> <laughs> but 
what I'm trying to say is that you always doubted yourself. Why did you doubt yourself in your relationship? I don't know. I just, I felt like, I felt like I was just too in love. Would you say like low key you were like addicted to her? Yeah, kind of like obsessed with her. Why? The attachment, being with her like every day, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm a busy guy, you know, work from like waking up at eight, you know, going to work, then going to school after that, finishing around like six, seven or eight, going to the gym. And then she was a cherry on top of like the ice cream. Like she was like, I, I finished the day or the, I guess you could say it turned to night. I finished like the entire day. I finished it with her. And it's like, that was part of my routine. And it's like, you know, like I liked her so much and it's like, I saw so much, like I said, potential in her. So it's like when you factor in all these things and then the fact that I did love her and I wanted to be with her, you know, like long-term, I think that's what made it like the most challenging. No, but yeah, that, 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 I think those are the things that like, I guess l- led me to be like obsessed with her and like super attached to her. Cause you know, it's like, I keep my circle small and it's like, I turned down friends for her. I turned down like family for her, you know, like little events I would turn down just to be with her and to, to see her. Did you ever felt like you weren't good enough for her? Did I ever feel like that? No. You didn't? No. I just felt like, you know, I try to be humble about it. So I was always like, okay, we're, we're level people. So, so your answer is no. You never doubted yourself. Like, oh, okay, you know what? She's acting this way. Maybe I could have done this better. Oh, doubt myself in the relationship or doubt myself like? In the relationship, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a lot of doubts. Like, towards the end, like when I, the relationship was already over. I would re- reflect back on like, like you know, speaking with Edwin, you know, hearing his advice and stuff, like things that he would tell me about that relationship and my previous relationship and pointers that he would give me, that would re- give me like some sort of a flashback that would make me realize like, oh shit, maybe I could have done that better. Oh shit, I could have done this better. Those are just little thoughts. And th- what he means by that is that like sometimes he would, he would talk to me about the relationship and the issues that he had. But he would always say, oh, let's, you know, um, I would buy her things and she wouldn't appreciate it. Or, or like, what if I, like, like, what if I just got her something better? Like, like, what if I got her that bigger necklace, that more expensive thing? Or what if I bought her those clothes, whatever, or, or that makeup that she wanted? I, you had a lot of those where you just felt like, well, what if I would have, like, not said a couple things or said, like, would I be in this relationship? When in all reality, I would tell him. Why are you thinking that? Because again, I've known him for seven years. Now, if you know anything about me, you guys, uh, the faithful family, is that my circle is hella small. If you guys thought his circle was small, mine's so small, I swear it's in my house. Like, <laughs> like it's I don't have a lot of people. And that's because I choose to. It's like I, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of friends. I don't call a lot of people friends. Like my circle is so small, it's almost a dot. And, like, I've known him for a long time, and, you know, this is, this, this is where, uh, for me personally, I see that, that, like, this guy, you know, such a gentleman, you know, um, he, he owns multiple cars, you know, he's about to finish your bachelor's, right? Yeah. You're about to finish your bachelor's, you, 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 you got your AA, your associates, um, 
you're going to work, you're making decent money, more than the average Joe, and then, and you just moved out with me. <laughs> he moved out with me. And, but he was dating somebody that didn't go to school, um, still was paying for a car because she just, she just bought her car. Uh, wasn't, they didn't have any goals, any ambitions. No. She would go to the gym with them, but it wasn't like something that was religious or happened right. all the time. Because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm assuming, because you told me at one point that you went to the gym just to escape for her, just for like a little bit, because sometimes it would be overwhelming. Yes. Okay. So, and the thing is that like, I'm like, bro, that's who you were dating, but you still have doubts that like you weren't doing everything you can right. Like, then that's where I would kind of, not literally, but figuratively, I would slap him in the face. I'm like, yo. Wake the hell up, bro. And, that, and 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 it happens to a lot of us, guys. I'm not going to sit here and say that everybody is perfect or everybody knows their worth because sometimes people really don't. Oh, yeah. People don't understand how strong they really are, but it's just we're just so attached. We're, we're just so addicted to the person and their lifestyle and just being with them for so long. You're just so comfortable that you're just like, this is all I know and this is all I want to stay with. Right. So when I tell you guys, like, please just when you guys break up like just that's the one like yeah you could do all the other stuff like yeah delete their number um throw away other stuff but at the end the main important thing what keeps you sane and what keeps you alive is knowing what you're worth because remember you came into this world by yourself you're ending this world by yourself so the only person that you should be looking out for is yourself and anybody that comes into your life is just an additive They're not. They're. They're. They're not one. Cause one. One. One line that I hate that people say is that she or he completes me. Why? It, it's stupid. Nobody should complete nobody. You should be your own individual. Have your stuff together. You know, have perfect posture. Work on yourself, and that's it. But no, people just for some reason needs to be in a relationship and need somebody to help fill their shoes. Yeah. When that is the wrong way to do it. So, um, and then overall, just remember that, you know, you should always remember your relationship as a experience. You know, I always tell people that never regret it. Even if like you had bad things going on, don't regret it. Just remember, okay, we had great experiences and just bring the good stuff forward to your new relationship, not the bad stuff. But overall, like, what did you learn through your breakup? And And where would you say you are as far as like, back to normal would you say you're at 50 percent, 75 percent right now probably it's, it's already been like a month since it happened i want to say maybe i'm at like the feelings are all gone it's just the memories that's what gets to me still mm-hmm. like i see something she bought me or i see a place that i went to with her that still pops up that's the first thing that pops in my head is oh i remember i went with her i went like there with her you know mm-hmm. or oh snap she bought me these shoes like little stuff like that it's just the memories that get me and yeah, I would probably say right now I'm probably like at a sixty percent, like almost over the whole thing. Like I just said, there's a lot of memories. It's better than half. <laughs> yeah. So I think it just you just gotta, you just gotta give yourself some time to actually like regroup, you know. Like and like Edwin said, just focus on yourself. You know. Thankfully, I'm progressing. You know, like I'm actually trying extra hard in the gym now. Even though we're quarantined and I can't go to twenty four hour fitness, I'm still you know. Trying to do those two a days, focusing on my, my body, myself to make sure I'm healthy. And it's always been a goal of mine to like, you know, be shredded up and like have a nice physique. So that's mainly what I'm trying to focus on right now and just, 
you know, any, like Edwin said, like, you know, like you shouldn't be out there looking for love. It's like love will come find you, you know? Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, so what do you plan to do from now on? Like, for like, what, what, what are you, what, what are you doing now? Or are you back on the Tinder game? You know, I was like, <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's, what's going on right now with your life? Like, what are you planning to do? Um, right now, just continuing, like focusing on myself, you know, I got out of this relationship. I don't want to jump into another one. Um, the dating is back on like dating people. So it's kind of new to me again. Cause I had always, I had always been kind of in relationships as well. Isn't it weird how we all forget how to flirt? <laughs> yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Like you're like, hi, uh, hi. Um, what, uh, mm, hi. <laughs> that's all you can say. Cause that's Thanks all you remember. My last conversation. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's true though. Like, you know, like the one person I would like talk to before was just, my like whoever I'm dating my girl that's my girl you know and it's like once you go back to being single it's a little you know you gotta adapt you know to the whole single lifestyle and like yeah it's more time for yourself but at the same time you catch yourself a lot of the moments alone and that I think that's what can eat you up alive too as well after a breakup especially when you're attached to someone because they're there for you emotionally like physically everything you know they're there for you and when you lose them it's like it like it eats you alive like you don't have them anymore and it's like, you know, what can you do? Nothing. I mean, you could dwell on it a little bit, you know, share, express your feelings amongst with yourself. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, you should focus on yourself. And, you know, I don't think I'm ready to move on to another relationship. Just, I guess, just date women, date other girls, you know, see what they're about. And when the time, when the time's right, then, and I find the right person, then, you know, that's when I'll make the big jump and change. So, so you've been single for about a month now. Now, you get to say what majority of people will never kind of say, that you broke up with somebody during quarantine. Yes. And that's probably the hardest thing that really anybody could do is break up with somebody during quarantine. So at this point, you can really deal with any breakup. Yeah. Kind of. Because you're forced to stay home. It's not like you can go out right. and have a jog or go like... Well, I mean, you can't go for a jog, but I'm saying like go into public places to distract yourself. Exactly. You know, um, like you personally, after what you've been through, I gave you my advice. Now, what is your advice to people who feel like maybe they might break up with their significant other during the quarantine or maybe just things just started getting bad and they might. And then now people are thinking we might break up after the quarantine. What's your advice for people who feel like they might break up with somebody like what's your advice like what advice what what advice would you give them are you, are you talking about like them breaking up or you're thinking about breaking up both oh that's a tough one um i don't know that that's challenging because even me myself it's like you know like i wasn't gonna take her back because she cheated on me with her ex so it's like there's no way i would take her back you know, if she maybe if she like if it was something not related to cheating and it was just her like, you know, maybe being violent or something like that, then I'll probably would have stuck with it, you know, because it's like the way I see it, like, you know, from my perspective, it's like, hey, you know, she, there had been violence in the relationship, but it's like, OK, like, am I really going to break it up right now, especially during the quarantine, especially when we're like kind of isolated and we got to be like alone? I think that's challenging, but I think if you truly believe that you don't love the person or you don't want to be with them you know i think it's a good time 
to regroup with your significant other. Um, I think if anything, you guys should do a break. I think that'd be perfect. If you don't, if you don't think things are flowing right in your relationship, I think you guys should. If you want to like just try it out by just taking a small break over one, two, three weeks, see how you guys can do. You guys can maybe regroup and stuff like that. Work on things uh, that you guys need to work on in the relationship. And if you guys, you know, meet, uh, like if you guys speak, like after like those two, three weeks, and that thing has resolved, then I think it'd be okay to cut the relationship. But I think, in my opinion, I think it's it would be ideal, you know, like. If you're having doubts of a relationship, to like I said, take a take a little break. If you're not, if you don't believe in breaks, then just break up with the person. But I, I personally think if you have some sort of faith, some sort of like, you know, like you see potential in your relationship, I think a break would be good, just to kind of like, you know, make you regroup your thoughts and all that stuff. But like I said, if you don't believe in that, then don't do it. <laughs> in some way, I I can probably agree with you, but in some aspect, I really don't because I don't think that you should really say, okay, this relationship is not working out so smooth during the quarantine, so let's break up or let's take a break. I would want to, I would actually say the opposite is still go through with it because if you can do it well during the quarantine, because keep in mind, like space or time apart is healthy. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad thing. Like when, when, when you break up with, uh, when, when, when people break up, the reason why they get back together is like, oh, okay, we, we've had a break because they needed that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, but overall, I wouldn't say that, oh, if you have doubts, break up. I'm just saying it's like, I was, I was kind of asking you more in the aspect of like, what are some things that you s- suggest them to do? Like go for a run? Like, that's oh, what I mean. <laughs> you were just telling them, break up with them, like, screw them. Like, you know, forget your significant other. But what would you like, what are some active things or so what are some things that some hobbies you think they should do? Personally, me, and I think that anybody should like just do off the bat is kind of set up a schedule stay more organized you know don't just wake up and just do maybe like your go to work you know and then get off relax you know do more things add more stuff to your schedule you know wake up a little earlier you know listen to music listen to a lot of music just get your your, you know if you're dealing with a breakup like music help help me a lot personally (laughs) you know it kind of doesn't make you feel alone because you're always listening to music so you're always hearing like you know like your favorite artist whether it's drake Kendrick Lamar, any of them, you know, um, and then incorporating the gym as well. I think it's very healthy to like, you know, if you have any anger towards your ex or like any of that stuff, you know, like a workout is like perfect to like, you know, um, like have your own moment with yourself and like, you know, kill a workout. Um, kind of like when me when I'm in, at the gym, like I don't think about anything else except doing my workout. So it's like you kind of feel that ease, you feel that peace. You know, you're working on yourself. You know, you're you're gaining like a better health you know or or even go to the park with your friends you know like get like get together with people that truly care about you like your parents if you don't like talk to friends talk to people that you haven't like spoken to in a while you know that are your actual friends and it's like surround yourself with good people like edwin said surround yourself with educated people just educated people and if if it so happens to be like your parents and stuff that that makes it that much better all right so okay that was his, his thoughts you know that's a good thing you know um, you know, thank you for sharing, especially your story, because I know that not that many guys in general talk about the relationships. Most guys, like most girls, think that with guys just go to a go to a club or something and right. yeah. find the next chick and start smashing or start having yeah. sex with the next, you know, hole that comes through. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I think it's, you know, one, I want to say thank you for sharing your story, especially because, you know, thousands, maybe millions might hear it. But, you know, <laughs> um, but overall, you know, I, I, you know, it is something personal. So I'm glad you shared it. And it also, honestly, like this podcast was made for men because I feel like this podcast, I'm teaching you guys how to be men, how to be shivers, how to like upgrade your life. And I think that um, hopefully that you guys got inspired by Elias as a male to open up because a lot of guys don't do that. We kind of bottle stuff up because we just want to seem dominant in the world. Yeah. Like we don't want to show weakness and, and, and it's, it's really unhealthy for us. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you shared, you know, I'm glad I was kind of there during the process. Cause, so then I can help you because I'm pretty sure that helped somewhat. Yeah. Always talking about it always helps. Like, you know, talk to people that you trust that are not going to judge you about anything. Um, they will definitely help you. But like I said, like Edwin mentioned, that was pretty spot on before. Like, no offense to if your friends are single or not, but like, don't get advice from people that, you know, that are single, you know, that are like messing around with one girl and another, you know, get advice from people that actually know, like your parents, people that have experience, you know, that are, that know about relationships, not just anybody, because they can, they can tell you information that, you know, like maybe it's unnecessary, you know, or they can't, they're not really helping you, your cause. When in reality, it's like, you need to hear like, someone that has experience that you that yeah that you're gonna learn from you know and ultimately that's like what you got to do <laughs> or people like i said people you trust and are not gonna judge you right well you know i think overall um you know faithful family out there is that we all know breakups are tough and they're they're always going to be tough um doesn't matter how old you are uh, breakups are going to be tough when you're 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, 60 years old. Breakups are just breakup. And it's weird because we can't control it. Because even though we know the outcome, sometimes we know we're going to get hurt. And we just, we really can't subside the feelings. We really can't be like, oh, I'm, I'm the breakup. I'm not going to get hurt because I said so. I mean, sometimes it works for some people, but, but, but not a lot of people. So just do what you got to do. Uh, recuperate how your body wants to recuperate. And... Pretty much just, you know, stay busy, stay active, and I promise you guys we'll all be there, you know. Um, you know, but overall, I just want everybody to be safe, especially during this quarantine. You know, definitely, you know, talk to your significant other, check up on them, um, send them cute things, you know, send them, a, I don't know, a chocolate basket. I don't know, something, but, you know, really show them that you love them during this time because right now, honestly, I want to say it's a test for a lot of people. It's whether can you make it even when you guys are not able to see each other. Can you guys make it? And if you guys can make it now, you guys can make it through anything. Yes, pretty much. So, again, guys, stay on top of it. I know it's very difficult. I know it's very, very hard. But overall, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for being on the show, Elias. Because I know it's, uh, it's difficult talking about it as a guy. Yeah. It's really, really hard to talk about this type of stuff because we feel like only females talk about this stuff. Right. But really, it's like, damn, us guys, we got we got heart too. I mean, <laughs> it's black, but it's still a heart. <laughs> but, you know, that's just overall, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you haven't already done so, again, please hit that subscribe button and join the Faithful Family. Uh, if you guys want to ask any questions, you know, if you guys want to, you know, shoot me an email about anything, you guys are more than welcome to DM me or you guys can email me. Uh, in the episode's description, there's going to be links to all of my stuff. Uh, my Twitter, my Snapchat, my Instagram, my Facebook, 
everything, my Gmail, just everything you can do to reach out to me so we can go ahead and discuss. Or maybe you guys have a question or maybe you guys have a, maybe you guys have a, a story that you guys want me to tackle and kind of digest and figure out or just to give you guys advice. Shoot me, like, shoot me a message. I'm more than welcome to air it on the show and kind of discuss about it. Because sometimes us guys, there's, been, there's actually a lot of platforms where females talk about like, oh, what should females do during X times? Okay, but I haven't seen a podcast where guys discuss like as far as relationship and growing up as a man. It's like, what should we be doing as guys? So um, please, if you guys have any concerns, hit me up. Don't be afraid. But other than that, I will see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Peace. Peace. Her dad calls me out of nowhere, out of the blue. He goes, hey, man, um, is Ashley at your house? And I go, no, she's not. Like, I'm, I, I'm respecting that, you know, you guys are pretty strict in the quarantine. Like, I don't want her to come to my house, you know. Like, I don't want her to escape out of your house, you know. Like, no, she's not with me. Oh, okay, because she just ran out. Like, at that point, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm thinking the worst, you know. What's the worst? What is good, y'all? It is your boy Edwin Sarti here with another episode here on Think Like Her and Get Laid. So you guys did read correctly. Uh, the title does say I broke up with my girlfriend during quarantine, but it's not me actually. It's um, I brought on a special guest for you guys just because there's a lot of things that happen in relationships, but I feel like the worst thing that anybody can do is um, break up during a quarantine because I'm pretty positive that it's already hard enough to break up when there's access to things, you know, like clubs, you know, things out there. But what do you do when you have broken up with somebody during quarantine? And that's what I'm, I'm going to discuss today with one of my good old friends. Um, and before we get started, you know, if you are new to this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and join the faithful family. But let's jump right into it. So the guest that I'm going to bring on is go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm, uh, my name's uh, Elias Rocha. <laughs> so, um, my buddy Elias was actually the one who ended up breaking up with somebody uh, with his ex-girlfriend not that long ago. How long, how long was it? How long See, ago? About a month ago. Already? Yes, already a month. Okay, so about a month ago. And uh, we're just kind of like, this. we're going we're gonna to discuss about what he went through. Um, we're going to be into like the juicier stuff, like what happened, you know, how did the relationship start? How did it end? And from there, we're just going to go. And then from there, I'll tell you guys, we'll kind of break it down, like what he did to recover and then what he's working on in the future. So before we get started, um, how was your relationship in the beginning compared to how it ended? Like give us a little quick summary of your relationship. Okay. Uh, my summary, I mean, the summary of my relationship would have to be the first three, like month number one to like month number, I want to say maybe like the mid of the year, like six, because I started dating her at the beginning of the year, okay. was smooth. Everything was perfect. Like, you know, we love- Define perfect. Like perfect in the sense of like, oh, like, kind of like we, we didn't get mad at each other that much, as much, you know, we were like fully in love with each other, or I thought we were in love at right. the moment. And it's like, you know, the honeymoon stage, it, it kind of stayed honeymoon to like maybe six months. And mm -hmm. then, that's when I started seeing a couple red flags in the relationship, but I tended to stay just because 
I saw potential. I saw someone that I personally thought um, could make adjustments, and me being a little bit older than her, thought I could, you know, try to get her on my level. So when you said that you would teach her stuff or whatever, or you would kind of show her the ways because she was younger, Correct. What, what was your guys' age gap? So I'm currently 25, and okay. she w- had just barely turned 21. Right, so you were dating her in her 20s? Correct. Her, okay, and then, okay. So that is a big jump. And then maybe some of you guys are saying that, like, look, um, that's probably your first red flag. You should never date somebody young. And although I do agree with that statement, everybody does in some way have, like, a, a disclaimer to that because I'm pretty sure some of us are dating younger people. And they're 100%, you know, mature. Yeah. Like me and my significant other, we are four years apart. But I swear people think that she's like 28 mentally. Right. But like in person, you look at her and she looks, she looks like she's 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but like I said, it's like, just remember that like age has nothing to do it as much as really like your maturity, your experiences. There's so many things that come into play. So, so when did it start changing? Like, when it's like, all right, these red flags are now becoming a problem. Right. So give us, break it down to that. I would probably say that maybe during like the, like I said, middle of like the, get it really closer. When we started dating, like probably like month number, like five or six. Okay. Um, I just noticed that she would be very insecure, like about who, always wondering who I'm texting, always trying to be always like behind me on stuff. Like, what am I doing? Like constantly. Like, she wanted to constantly check up on me as if, like, she's expecting me to already do something bad. She's expecting me that I'm already cheating on her based off, you know, maybe if I don't reply to her, maybe, like, in an hour, she'd already get worried and not even worried about my safety. It was more, like, worried if I'm not with someone else. Okay. And that's probably, like, the first red flag that I noticed. And how would you say, like, um, like those, okay, you saw the red flags. Did you ever question her, like, were you, like in like a hard or difficult you know past troubled relationship or something did you ever question her that no i mean me i i I hadn't really like been dating or i dated a girl another girl before her but it was like night and day and it was like i didn't bring any insecurities into this relationship i just went based off what she said so i just trusted her but the fact that she i knew she had insecurities in the relationship with me like very early kind of gave me like the kind of like another red flag too you know she, she, I felt like she was carrying on, like, all the insecurities she had with her exes to me. And how long was she single before? Okay, so the time that she broke up with her ex to you, like, what was, like, the time frame that she was single? I want to say, like, a week or two. Oh, really? Yes. And I didn't know that till like, later. Because she told, opened up and she told me that. Was this months into the relationship? This was probably, like, the second month, yeah. Okay. She started kind of talking about her past a little bit. So I started questioning her. I wasn't upset, but it was like good to know, obviously, you know? Be, I, be open I, about I, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> okay. it was a week. <laughs> okay. I want to say a week or two. Give or take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But overall, like you and I would probably agree that that's, that was probably too soon. Really? Too yeah. Long. Way yeah. too. Yeah. Because there's, there's probably like, she probably didn't even have time to like get over it. Exactly. Yeah. So what it sounds like to me, it's like, you know, she had insecurities, she went through a lot of stuff, and then she kind of still had that range, that rage, yes, and brought it over to your relationship, yeah, correct, which kind of like stirred and skewed so much stuff, yes, and just 100%. Yep, and 
okay, well, it makes sense. That's why, like, in the beginning, it's perfect because it really is perfect. Like, right. in any single, any, every relationship, we can all agree that the, for some reason, the first, like, six months-ish, like, there's literally no flaw. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we start seeing their true colors, and yes. you're just like, what the hell? Exactly. All right. So, how did the relationship come to an end? It came to an end. Or what led to that, and then all ultimately ended up being, like, over? Mm, so... As I mentioned before, like the first like five, six months were really good. Uh-huh. And then kind of towards the mid, we started having like a lot of arguments about dumb stuff and it became violent. What kind of dumb stuff would it be? Uh, it could be honestly just maybe just being on my phone a little bit too much or like, you know, or she'd try to like, um, she would lose her temper quick and that would upset me kind of because I'm like, okay, relax. You know, like when she would lose her temper, what, what are some things that she would lose her temper on? Literally, just be like, like, hey, let's, like, hey, we're gonna go in like a, a couple minutes. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right, for sure. Uh, a couple minutes, and then like, barely those two minutes pass by, and I get up, and then she'll be like, hurry up, let's go. Like, it's like, and it's not even like a, you know, like hurry up. It's more like a, like get your ass over here, like you know, mm. or else like you're in trouble type of shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, relax. And you're kind of like, where did this come from? Right. I was like, whoa, like you are very short tempered for no reason. Now, was that something that was brought up or was like literally something like spontaneous and you didn't know? You're just like, what the hell? Like, literally, like you literally were like, where did this come from? Was it like something that kind of built up to that? It kind of built up because okay. before like she, I always knew she kind of had a short temper. Yeah. But, she, but at the beginning I said it, I had a short temper. Like uh-huh. I was kind of like on her about some stuff and yeah. she was kind of like, oh, okay, okay, okay. But I feel like as she became more comfortable with me, that's when her true colors actually came out. Because at the beginning it's like, oh, you know, oh, maybe I, I like this guy a lot. And it's like. Through time, it's like, oh, shit, like, we're comfortable. I know him pretty well. I can actually, like, unleash on him, you know, mm-hmm. because we're more comfortable. Gotcha. Like, she didn't want to give me those red flags early, early. She's like, yeah, she's probably thinking, like, oh, fuck, let me get really comfortable with him first. Then I'll, I'll have him how I want to have him. Gotcha. Okay. Control, like, controlling me, that, that type of stuff, those type of behaviors. Okay. Now, just out of curiosity, because you're not a dumb guy. You've you've had, so you've been in several relationships. Um, what... Like, why didn't you just kind of, like, back away and say, you know what? Like, this is too much. Like, I'm yeah. out of this relationship. It could have been, like, three, four months in. Like, why didn't you stop there? True. Yeah. Like, like, why did you continue? That was a tough one. I, I would say I continued just because I I could see potential in her and I had, like, I had faith in her in a sense. Like, because I liked her already a lot. And it's, like, when you like someone, you kind of, block, like, the red flags and, like, any, like, thing that... It's negative about her, like kind of you kind of like shy away. You like overlook that. And you're like, you know what? Like, we all make mistakes. We can make, we can be better at like ourselves. So it's like I kind of saw potential in her because she was young, and I remember being her age as well and thinking this kind of similar to her. So I kind of understood her, gotcha. in a sense. Yeah. And then that made me not want to walk away because I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, she still has a lot of potential. She's still young. You know, mm-hmm. she could still do a lot. Like, there's room for improvement. Gotcha. You know, um, one thing that I have to just tell the crowd out there, I mean, the faithful family out there, um, I've told you guys several times, you know, it's like a relationship, it's always, it's never 50-50. It's always 100-100. You know, you always go 100%. And with that being said, it's like, because you're giving 100%, you must be 100%. Okay. And I know it's kind of hard to believe. And sometimes we think, okay, I'm older, she's younger, I can kind of morph her into, like, my style. And 
would it be nice? Yes. But ultimately, again, it's really up to the person that wants it, if they want to change to that as to, to those uh, standards. But one thing that's for sure is that never, ever fall for somebody's potential. And that's, and that's honestly, I have to be honest with everybody, is that falling with somebody's potential doesn't mean anything. Because it's literally a flip. It's a coin toss. Yeah. And if you want to be in a, a sturdy, a healthy relationship, you want to be with somebody who's mentally ready, who is spiritually ready, who is emotionally ready to jump into a relationship without having the the concepts of their uh, in their head about their previous bad experiences. Like, oh, you know, every guy is the same. And that's why, honestly, I want to say that's why that quote was kind of invented. Oh, every guy is the same. Well, if you keep looking for the same type of guy, you know, at the clubs and you're looking at people at just, you know, places that are where people are not really educated. They're just kind of them. They're just being like buffoons. Then, of course, you're going to end up with the same result. People are, you know, people are expecting different results, but going to the same places and they are setting their standards low. Yeah. And that's a big no-go. So, ultimately, how did the whole relationship end? It ended... So, quarantine had barely just happened. And, you know, like, her parents pretty made it pretty firm. Like, oh, my daughter's in a quarantine with us through the whole time in my house. I'm like, okay, for sure. And I keep in mind, I usually see her, I want to say, five or six days out of the whole week. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a lot. Yeah. And so quarantine so came around, so I was like, okay, I get us here less, you know? No biggie. She's at her parents' house. I'm not tripping. Perfect. Give me some time for myself, regroup, you know, maybe think back about the relationship, things I can improve on as a person. Okay, no biggie. And you know, making that jump from seeing her five to six days, I would say kind of take took a big toll on her because she's very codependent on me. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she wasn't able to see me, I feel like it kind of, it, in her sense, she probably saw it as, like, okay, like, I'm like, I'm not getting attached to him anymore. Like, you know, I'm losing feelings for him because I haven't seen him. She's probably like, okay, like, what are my options? You know, that's what I'm thinking she, that what she was going through. You know, she would constantly, like, throughout that week, she was getting drunk by herself and, you know, like, messaging me stuff, like, weird stuff, like, oh, that she's sad and all this stuff, not happy with her life. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm there for you, whatever you need. But I'll give you your space. And did you want me to go elaborate on, like, what happened at the end? Yeah, preferably. <laughs> All right. So she starts sending me some sad music. Um, and I'm kind of like, okay. Like, this pattern I kind of picked up from her sister because she used these same tactics when she was kind of cheating on her boyfriend. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. It looks kind of familiar. Mm-hmm. So when I started... Noticing her pattern, she was um, of being sad, and then she kept bringing up issues that we as a couple like faced, like issues with like insecurities and like you know stuff, maybe mistakes that I made. She started bringing that up, and I was like, okay, she's probably trying to start an argument. But I would kind of take a step back, and I would be like, you know what, I'm the bigger person. Like, you know, if you feel that way, like it already happened. Like, I'm here for you. I love you. And then. You know, she was still with that sad stuff, like kind of telling me that she's sad and all that stuff. So I messaged her mom directly. I was like, hey, you know, like I'm kind of worried about Ashley. You know, I'm worried about her because the way she's texting me, like kind of sounds very suicidal. It gives me like a suicidal, like 
sad, like I'm not happy with myself type of vibe. So I messaged her like a long paragraph. I was like, hey, can you speak to her? Because, you know, like yeah. you don't, she don't sound happy or good. And, right. I can't, and I can't go over to your house to fix anything. Correct. She messaged me back. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll talk to her. I'm like, okay, perfect. She's in perfect hands. And all of a sudden, like, you know, we're, she's kind of starting to start these little arguments with me. And I guess she spoke to her mom. And then all of a sudden, like, I didn't message her for a little bit. And then her dad calls me out of nowhere, out of the blue. He goes, hey, man, um, is Ashley at your house? And I go, no, she's not. Like, I'm, I, I'm respecting that, you know, you guys are pretty strict in the quarantine. Like, I don't want her to come to my house, you know. Like, I don't want her to escape out of your house, you know. Like, no, she's not with me. Oh, okay, because she just ran out. Like, she, like, jumped out her window in her room and she left. I'm like, okay. So the first thing I do is I message her. I'm like, hey, you know, I, didn't, I haven't spoken to her, like, in an hour from the last time I spoke to her. Yeah. Kind of gave her some space, you know, I was working out in the moment. So it's like, I was <laughs> a little busy too. Mm-hmm. So then she left and her dad calls me. I told her, oh, sh-. like, at that point, I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I'm thinking the worst, you know? So I text her. What's the worst? The worst. I'll get to that right now. <laughs> um so i start texting her and then she's kind of taking a little bit longer to reply but i already know she escaped so like there's no bullshitting me at this point so i'm like hey what are you doing she put hey i'm in the restroom why i was like oh just curious do you mind if i facetime you she's like i'm in the restroom i'm like i'm busy i'm like okay i'm like and then i just i broke up to her i'm like you know what i know you're not home your dad just called me okay where are you and then she put she started to like kind of, she didn't really get, I, I didn't sense any like sort of panic in her text. She just said, oh, I'm going to your house. I was like, my house? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you would have been here already. Your dad called me like you would escape like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. And then she started taking long and then she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to Edwin's house. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, 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 Like, no, just go home. Like you're intoxicated and I don't want you to get in trouble. I don't want to look like the bad guy to your parents if you came to my house. They're going to assume that I told you to come to my house right. to make me look bad. Yeah. So out of respect, I was like, you know what? Go back to your house. You know, you're better off there. You know, we'll talk about this another day. And then her phone just goes blank. Nothing. So I'm over here thinking, I don't, like, a lot, there's a lot of thoughts that are popping in my head. I'm like, where is she going? What is she doing? Is she lying? So I'm on her way to her sister's house because that's what she told her parents. So I'm on her way to her house. And then I, I'm kind of – during that time I'm going to her sister's house, I'm keeping in contact with their parents as well because they want to know of her safety as well, that she's okay. Mm-hmm. So then the dad has her, her location. He's like, oh, I have her location. Go right now. See, where yeah. she, see what she's doing. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, snap. Okay, perfect. Send, send it to me. Send mm-hmm. it to me. It's at a park. Keep in mind it's like 11 p.m. What do people normally do at parks? Either – Especially during the quarantine. Especially during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I'm already, like, my heart's racing. I don't even know what to think anymore. So I go, I pull up. Sure enough, she's there with her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And <laughs> to be honest with you, I didn't even know how to act because I wasn't just so much shocked because I had never happened to me ever in my life. You've never had a girl kind of... I never caught up a girl like that, ever. Oh. Like, if someone... I've never been in that situation, like, period, like, in general. Like, it was just very, like, a... Something that just happened so fast and you're just like, well, you're just in shock. Did you, like, like were you in shock or did you kind of like, um, what did you, like, what, like, what was the process, like the thought process in your head? So I passed by and I knew that guy too. So it made it worse and I don't like that guy. And like, she made it known in the relationship that she never liked that guy either, which was mm-hmm. even like a bigger shocker to me. 
Right. So I see them and I'm like more, I'm more in shock. I'm like, oh shoot. Like, you know, she actually went out of her way to hang out with this ex. So I pull up, get behind his car so he don't get, he, but he, he had just turned on his car when I pulled up behind him, like mm-hmm. trying to leave, but he wasn't going to go anywhere because I put my car behind you his. You parked your car behind Behind his, correct. Okay. I pull up, knock on the window. I could just sense the, the fear, like the, the fear in her eyes and the fear like in her body language. Just that, getting caught. Like, yeah, like, oh shit, like this motherfucker's really here. Yeah. And she opens the window and the first thing she says is, how did you find me? And I'm over here like, shouldn't you be like apologizing or something else? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I don't matter. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? And then she goes, I'll like, get out because your freaking parents are like tripping out. You know, either take you to your sisters or home. All right. So she starts grabbing all of her stuff. She gets in the car and then she turns and starts putting that fake face like, oh, it's kind of my, my fault that I did that. It's my fault that she did this. She blamed you. Kind of, yes. And Pretty what much. was and what, what was what was her reasoning for her meeting up with somebody? Because she she or her ex, I just say. Because I had a she like mid relationship. She would threaten me to talk text other guys, like oh like if if you don't act right, I'm gonna text this guy. She would threaten mm-hmm. me like that, and you know there was a lot of like issues in the relationship. One time I decided to go out with some friends. She ended up finding out I went out with some friends. And then she just thought of the worst. That was like mid-relationship. Yeah. And then fast forward to the end, she pretty much told me like, oh, like I'm just showing you how it feels. Pretty much. So that was at your six months. How long were you guys together after she just made that statement of like, um, well, I did it because of this past. Yes. So how so how long were you guys together at that time? When she made all that. Together? Yeah, like overall together. Like when you caught her, like how long have y'all been dating? A year and three months. A year and three months, yes. and then around the sixth month, yeah, she kind of she kind of caught me. She not well caught. She caught you. Yeah, um, you were just hanging out with some friends, yes. but you were just literally just hanging out with friends, yeah. and that's it. Nothing. Yeah, nothing like it's the, all, it was all innocent. Yeah, the thing that was that made it look bad was because I, like, I kind of didn't tell her and I snuck out, you know, and I. <laughs> okay, so um, so with that being said. So she blamed, or she she said that she went out and met up with her ex boyfriend because of something that happened, basically like seven months ago, six months ago. Yeah. And what did you like? Like, what was your like thought process as far as like, really, that's what you're gonna? Yeah. Like that, like, like what's going on through your head when she's make that statement? When you're like, are you serious? Just confused because it was like, one, it was the ex. Two, she started bringing that up, and then three, she started telling me that she didn't want to be with me no more. And I'm like over here thinking like, okay, why didn't you just tell me this before instead of hanging out with me? Now, like during, okay, so it happened around the six months. And then from the six month to like where you guys ended. Yeah. Did she ever bring that up, that incident? Like, uh, Yes, like, yes. On multiple times. When she's upset or like, I don't know, like. So she never got over it? Pretty much. She never did. She always used that as like the escape go for the argument. Yes. Oh, well, you did this X, X, like, X long time ago. Yeah. So that's why I'm doing this. Yeah. And, and like, after that happened, me and her had reached an agreement, too, to never bring up our past. Yeah. So, like, the, difficult, the difficulties that we would, like, deal with in our relationship. So we would promise, like, once the new year started, like, don't ever bring that up. Don't ever bring up, you know, the things that had happened, like, the struggles we had in our relationship previously. Right. Um. 
Okay, so you guys ended up breaking up, correct? Yes. Uh, what happened after that? Like, how'd you feel? Like, what was your, how was your first week? How was your second week? How, how'd you feel? So after I broke up with her, I mean, she's usually the one that comes, like, comes to me, you know, begging for forgiveness, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, all the time. She's the one that comes to me, even throughout the relationship. And now, did she come to you because she was wrong or she always did it regardless if she was wrong or right? Mm, a, a lot of it was her pride. She always tried to be like, try to dominate me. Like, oh, no, I'm right. I'm right. You know? Okay. But it's like me. I wouldn't let myself. If she's wrong, I'll tell her she's wrong. And then I, I would let her like, you know, go to her corner and like gather her thoughts because I always wanted her to gather her thoughts. So she knows from her mistakes. Right. She knows what she messed up on. Yeah. But she's very an emotional. She's an emotional speaker, so it's like she lets lets everything out with anger, like jealousy, like frustrations, like violence, pretty much. That's how she lets her feelings out, and it's not even with facts. Okay, so my question was, how did you feel? Like you were obviously heartbroken. Yes. Like, what was going through your head for the breakup? Your aspect, yeah, yeah. Not, not about hers, yours. Yeah. So that week, that day, that night, actually, when I got home, I I couldn't sleep. All I was thinking about was just replaying in my head everything that just happened mm-hmm. and how it happened. Um, I blocked her number. I blocked everything off of her, right? That first day? That, fr- that first day. I blocked everything. I deleted everything that I had. I didn't delete the pictures, but I deleted for the most part off. I deleted her off all the media that we had together. And I did that, and then I spoke out to Edwin and another one of my good friends about the situation. Which was me. <laughs> about the situation. And they were in shock as well. And I, w- I want to say the first two or three days or f- four days, two to four days after that had happened, maybe the third day I unblocked her number because I wanted to see if she would reach out to me yeah. for forgiveness. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I, foolish me. Like, you know, like I think if she would have came back with a plan and all that stuff, I would have taken her back. But she didn't. She never replied to me. So I was like, okay. But after like the third or fourth day, it was just eating at me. Like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat like. It was bad. it was pretty bad. Like like you were heartbroken. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, nothing else mattered to me except like the heart like that I was heartbroken, and I just wanted answers of like that night, you know. So yeah, I want to reach closure for myself, not necessarily for the relationship. I just want to reach closure so I'm okay. Gotcha. And folks, one one thing that I want all of us to understand is that yes, relationships are difficult and. It's, it's harder when you end up, like, breaking up with somebody. Uh, because at that point, it's like, you don't know what to do with yourself. Like, you can't eat. You can't think. You can't drink. You yeah. can't sleep. You can't do anything. Yeah. So, you know, now going on to the next phase of this episode is I'm going to make you guys understand why, uh, why breakups is so hard. Why it's so hard to get over it. And I'm going to explain how I helped him get over the relationship faster. Now, some people are thinking, okay, well, they just had a technically a bad argument or whatever. It, the, the story is, it's, it's a lot more than that. It's, it's a lot more complex, you know, a lot of arguments, um, some like little physical fighting, just so many things were just going on that it was that when 